Do you ever want to hear how the famous found fame? How the poor man became a millionaire? How risking comfort gave someone more freedom? Honestly, some days, do you ever just need someone to tell you that everything is going to turn out okay? You're listening to the Y'all Podcast, where everyone has a seat at the table. I'm your host, Laura Jean Bell. I'm on a mission to restore hope to your future. Join me as I share stories about life and faith with a little Southern twang. I will share stories of the past and the ones that are still being written to help you laugh at the days to come. Meet with me around the table, telling tales about the lives of others, of business, risk, heartache, joy, failure, and success. Let go of the fear that hopelessness is your destiny and fill up on the encouragement that mercies are new each day. Because the best thing about a story is that there is a beginning and an end. Thank you so much for just taking the time to be a part of the show today. I really do appreciate it because I know you have a lot on your plates and that you do a lot in your day um, with all your kiddos and your work. So I appreciate your time and effort um, to be here. If you would just take a second for me, um, for anyone who has not listened to previous episodes, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. We're uh, Dino and Ashley, and we pretend to basically have some sort of social life. (laughs) Social media. I know, know. that's such a hard question. Like, what do we do? I know, who are we? Who are we? I have an Instagram, Arrows and Bow, and it started out just as an outlet for design and me sharing deal finds and all that stuff. And then as years have gone on, has just turned into so much more into a ministry, into businesses, and just a great outlet for me creatively and an awesome space to connect with amazing people like you. Yeah, we've like written a book and we own an inn and right now our latest adventure is we're going to go and Ash is going to create a new shop. Yeah. Well, it has been created, but now we're going to start a brick and mortar, which is so thrilling. So exciting. I was thinking about it this morning, just like thinking about all the questions that I wanted to ask y'all. And one of the biggest things is the last time I spoke to (laughs) y'all, y'all were living in San Jose in your little bungalow in San Jose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Making sure I'm right. You know, I don't know all California, but y'all were living in San Jose and y'all had not yet purchased the big house. You had not done the in all of those things. And so let's unpack this just a little bit. From the last show to now, you have purchased a home, fully renovated it, had a baby, moved to Florida, started an in, and now <laughs> you've started the Fox Mercantile. That's a lot of stuff and a yeah. lot of adventure and a lot of transition and a lot of change. All good things. Oh, and you've written a book <laughs> casually. Yeah. So (laughs) you've done a lot of things in the last, what, three years, two years? I don't even know. Time seems weird nowadays. We were just talking about this morning. It's like, wait, what, what just happened? We don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's been like three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. And obviously like COVID in 2020 happened all within that. And that totally stopped time for like a whole year. I still think it's 2020. Like it really messed me up. So. Anyways, let's unpack it a little bit. Talk to me about 
the purchase of that home and really what the Lord showed y'all in that home renovation, having a baby, your marriage, all of that. Let's just kind of unpack it a little bit. Well, like backing up maybe just a scotch before that, we were all done having kids. And then I had a vasectomy. I was full on snipped and done. And then Ash and I like just started praying. God put it on our hearts to maybe be talking and praying about a fourth kid. While we were living in that San Jose house, we got a reversal vasectomy. And then we- I feel like you're skipping like oh, all really? the meat oh, of wow. this story. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, Give I'm us not, the meat, Ashley. Give us the meat. No, I mean, what he's saying is true, but like, it was a really cool, I think, time for us because we were so set up, as you would say, like from the outside and just from our perspective, we were like, listen, we have a house that we love. Dino has a job that he loves. I'm super happy. The kids are old enough to do everything themselves. We can yeah. go on dates. We don't need a babysitter we actually kind of don't need anything, which is actually not the greatest spot to be in. If we've really thought about it, our greatest joy was when we were stripped away of everything when we lived in the trailer. So that kind of was in the back of our minds. And then I just kind of had this like stirring to have another baby. And now in this season of our life, it wasn't like a, I want another baby. Let's have another baby. I didn't even really know if I did. I just felt like it was kind of there. And the approach this time was more Hey God, it's putting this on my heart. Can we pray about this? I just want, if you want it and if God wants it for us, then he'll align our hearts and that's when I want it. And after like a few months, six months of praying about it back and forth, he totally aligned our hearts. And during that time we thought, okay, like if maybe we had a baby or whatever, like maybe we should be kind of looking at new houses. We've always been the the way where we've kind of like, just not been like searching, like not like we're unhappy with our current situation, but we're always kind of like, hey God, what do you kind of want for us? We're just open and willing for the adventure and the challenge and I think also because we share it openly, God's like, oh, great. Well, here, you can do this. And you people can watch you fail and succeed yeah. and fail and succeed. And it's really exciting. People can learn from all of it, yeah. which is so fun. So we're always kind of looking for an opportunity. So while we were at the same time trying to have our fourth, we got somebody presented us with this insane potential opportunity for us to buy another property. And we were happy where we were at, but we knew that we couldn't bring another baby into that house. It was fairly small. It had, it was a one bed, three bed and one bath and what? Listen, Maybe. we could we do it. We could. We live <laughs> four of us. Sorry, we live 180 square feet. I know, we could yeah. do it, but yeah. we were like, okay, let's just yeah. see. You know? Yes, yeah. for sure. So yeah, we're in the San Jose house and then a buddy of mine said, Hey, you got to check this place out. And I called up Ash. I'm like, this place looks insane. You got to go check it out. And 20 minutes later, she was there with a realtor buddy of ours that they went and checked it out. And they were like, okay, she's like, you have to get over here right now. It just was an amazing investment opportunity and a once in a lifetime kind of thing. So anyways, we ended up getting that house, starting all that ripped everything out. This was in February of 2020. And then like two weeks later, (laughs) everything shut down. And then a month later, I found out I was pregnant. And so it was quite the 2020 for us. The worst of the worst, like everything shut down. We couldn't go anywhere and do anything. And then our house was totally demolished, like gone. We ripped everything out. There was like holes in the ground and mice running all over the place. They were on the side of our beds when we were sleeping kind of thing. It was- It literally made me cringe watching you talk about one being like on your bedside table. Yeah. You could hear it going. Yeah. Oh, oh. we used to live in a really old cabin when we first moved to North Alabama. And 
I walked in the bathroom one day and there was a mouse just looking at me and I was like, I'm going to pass away. Like I, I, can't do it. I can't do it. So I totally, I've like followed the whole adventure. I was, oh my gosh, a mouse on the bedside table. Yeah. 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 So many, there so, many, so mice. many mice in that house. It was, we came to find out the house was like completely infested with mice. And the worst part of it was, is our kitchen at the time, which was this laundry room. Oh yeah, our laundry room. We didn't renovate any aspect I always of thought it room. smelled like cat pee, but we found out it was because the mice lived and breeded in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was it was such a great adventure though. Yeah. It was amazing. It was yeah. a great time for us to do this amazing home, be pregnant. And then like we did it really quickly and the whole renovation. And then we had like a nice season downtime to write a book. And yeah. so I did that at the end of my pregnancy. We focused on writing a book and it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk a little bit about your book. I have it right next to me. I in just ate it. Like I literally ate the whole book in like two days. I sat down and read it. Just every single piece of it was just so well done. It was so well laid out. And from the way y'all were able to connect design and marriage into (laughs) one, how that's the Lord ordained that. Totally gave that whole idea to you. But one thing that I loved hearing you talk about is how it was on your heart to write a book. And then years later, you wrote a book. And I think that obviously Instagram world, you are so much a part of that and you know how it works, but like people on the outside looking in could be like, Ashley just renovated this massive home in 24 hours and everything was so easy and so quick and instant gratification. But the Lord, like the faithfulness that the two of you had with the Lord in partnership with the Lord, hey, Lord, I feel like you want me to write a book. And it wasn't two days later that you were like, I'm going to write a book tomorrow and everyone's going to love it. And it's going to be great. Yeah. It was years later, talk to me a little bit about that process of praying into that and what that looked like and what it looked like for somebody to come to you and say, Hey, yeah. I want to publish a book for you and do this. Yeah. Whole thing. Talk about that process. Yeah. So when we were in the trailer, I went to a Bible study that I talk about in the book a lot, but it really like changed the dynamic and the trajectory of our marriage. Some of the things that I took away from it. And it's always just been like, we're not marriage experts. We don't do everything right at all. We're just very open with our story. And I feel like we're vulnerable in how we share. And it's a passion and a desire that God's put on our hearts just to see thriving marriages and to have one ourselves. So, and to support those that like want that. So I just felt like, yeah, I really want to write a book. And then I told Dino when we lived in the trailer, I was like, I'm not to write a book. I can barely write a blog. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so, but at the time, like I thought what I do know how to do is to talk on Instagram. So I can do that for now. We keep praying about it. And so we started just doing marriage lives on Instagram, which was basically us like kind of, we really wouldn't prep at all. Just like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? Okay. We're going to talk about forgiveness with one another. Okay. And then we'd hop on a live totally. There's no room for error, no mess ups, no editing there. (laughs) We first just shared our story and then shared our past, some of the mistakes that we've made. And then just kind of kept doing that for years here and there, like once a month and stuff like that. So that was really the beginning of that. And over the years on Instagram, it just can continue to grow to have that desire to share our marriage. And I think that's what people appreciated was that we weren't saying like, here's five things and you'll have the best marriage of your life. It was more like, 
this is what we've done. This is what we've learned. This is where we've made mistakes. This is where we're growing. Maybe take a little piece of it and it can relate to you. And so fast forward to the house that we just got, the big black house that we did. And I actually had two different editors uh, or publishers reach out to me from two different publishing companies. And one of them was just such an amazing fit. They just loved our story and they instantly made us an offer to write a book. And it was just like that. We started writing a book. (laughs) That's crazy. And do you know for you, what was that process like? I mean, do you just feel like everything, the ebb and flow, did you pray into the book? What did that process look like for you? Yeah. I mean, Ash and I went into it day one, just saying like, God, we just want this to give you glory, like give glory to your name and whatever Mm -hmm. we're doing. It was always through that lens, like whatever words that I was, we were going to be writing, whatever stories we were going to be telling, whatever came to mind, we just wanted to make sure that God, it was God centric and going to push people back to like either a godly relationship or with them in Christ or, you know, improving their relationship between the husband and wife and making that Christ more the center of their relationships. Because ultimately that's really where Ash and I had gotten all of our success was when we had focused on that, those aspects of our lives and our marriage. And so we just wanted to point back to him. So in terms of practically how that like worked out, Ash did all the initial story. We worked with somebody to help us kind of like plan the whole book out. And we whiteboarded for two days about all the different things that we could talk about in the different sections of the book. And then from there, Ash would go through each chapter and she knew what things were going to be in each chapter generally. And Ash is just like, her voice is really good at being able to do like storytelling and like have a nice storytelling kind of flow. And that's definitely not necessarily my gift. So (laughs) I talked more about just depth of scenarios that were going on. So what I would do is basically find the moments where I'd read through the story where Ash was at. And I'd find like good opportunities for, okay, this is a really good opportunity here to like speak some like godly truth into this and where God's some stuff that God like put a, taught us through this or something like that. And then I would drop in depth in this section. So it's some good meat. In there. Yeah. So it's a very cool, like flow between like storytelling, uh, like Ash's storytelling and like, I try and throw depth in. So it's, yeah, it was yeah. really fun. And just kind of thinking about when he was talking to like, really cool thing is, is, you know, me having that like prompt from the Lord to want to write it in the trailer. I just think about how much would have been left out of the book that he still needed to like show us and teach us and reveal to us for us to share. It would have been a shame to write it while we were in the trailer, you know, like there was so much more that he wanted us. So it's just such a reminder to like not push our timing and wait for God's timing because it's so much better than ours. Yeah. Mercy. Yes. It's so valuable to see the story play out. Like, so much more of it play out because there was so much more that y'all were about to do outside of the trailer and you had no idea what was coming. So from the mice infested house with all the renovations to writing a book, to having a baby, then all of a sudden y'all moved to Florida. (laughs) Let's hit the the reset button one more time. (laughs) So talk to me about that process. I felt like y'all had just finished that house. And then, by the way, we're going to move and we're going to renovate this place and start an inn. So (laughs) tell me about the decision-making process with that and what that looks like for your marriage to go through. I mean, that's a lot on your plate. So how did y'all manage that? You know, it's, it's really just not that complicated. It's just Dino and I being open-handed with life. And so we had no desire to move, but we're always just like, Lord, what do you have for us? 
you know, what do you want? And really it came from us wanting just to go on a vacation because we were still on heavy, heavy lockdowns in Northern California and just having a baby and it was freezing. And we were like, we let's go on a vacation to Florida. Let's we haven't been there. Let's go. And the month from when we booked the Airbnb to when we went on the trip, I just kept feeling, I think both of us kept feeling like, oh, we're going to move there. We're going to yeah. move there. <laughs> we haven't even been there. And we just were like, oh man, I know this is going to happen. We got off the airplane and we looked at each other. We're like, yeah, we're going to move here. Yeah. That was it. It wasn't even like this big, it was just that open hand to God being like, whatever you have for us and truly mean it. That means leaving everything that you know, leaving all of your things behind, like it just doesn't matter what it is. And yeah. so we um, drove around the island, obviously fell in love with it. And we were looking at houses and then we saw this cute little motel down the road. And I was like, what if we did like a motel? And so then that started that idea and we started looking at motels and we found our little inn, which is our little four room inn called Joie Inn. We named it that. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about the name that you chose for that. Cause you incorporated that in your other house. Yes. Why did you choose that? Like, that? When we lived in the trailer, I just picked up this thing that I said all the time, like we're finding joy in the in-between because it was just such an in-between time, like thinking we were building a house while we lived in a trailer, never doing it. All of our money just dumping away to things that we just like didn't understand. You just feel like you're waiting and and then I realized that actually is like every moment is that it is an in-between time. We're waiting for a job. We're waiting to find a spouse. We're waiting for the next thing we're looking forward to. And what if we actually just found joy right now, instead of wishing and pushing for the next thing. And so that just carried into like all of our other houses, just the word joy. And when we got the big black house, that was, I called that the French Chateau, like the Chateau Patron. It was kind of just a French vineyard house. And so I incorporated joy into that house, into the kids shower, but just did the French version of it, which is joie. joie. And so moving to Florida and having this in, I was like, oh, I want to do like joy, but joy in just didn't have the same ring. <laughs> and Panache. Panache, yeah. And AMI is, what is that in French? It's a friend. What? AMI. Oh, I don't know. No, it is something I mean, in French. I don't know. It is. I think it's friend. So yeah, we, I named it Joie Inn. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. So tell me a little bit about your marriage in that whole process. Like how, what did y'all do to stay connected to one another in the busyness, in mm -hmm. the baby, in your kids, finding schools and all of that situation? What did that look like for y'all? Yeah. So that year was one of the harder years for us because it was the first year, like we had spent so much time working together on the trailer. We worked together on the last house. We worked together like the last two houses and then moving here, Dino had to focus on his job. And I was just coming out of paternity leave. Yeah. Right. So when I came oh. out of paternity, I had taken a bunch of time off and was basically like not really remembered at work, or at least that was my fear. So I was like, Hey, when I get back into work, I'm going to really crank down because I really need to ensure that like I'm providing value given that I was just gone for a good period of time. Right. So we started the in right when all I started deciding to like go really hard at work again. And then Ash was obviously insanely busy doing the in all day long, every day. So we kind of diverged on what it was more of just like a parallel. Yeah. And we didn't really realize it until 
after like the crazy stopped and we were, whoa, we need to get back to this because this is not okay. This is not how we live our lives. It's not how we do business. It's not how we roll. Like this is not what we want. And so we had to put a stop to everything. I took a month and a half off social media. We really just got back to the basics and just us. And I mean, like what good would it have been for us, for me to have been super successful in my career and Ash been very successful in all the things she's doing in hers, but then we've had a huge expense, right? Like the expense of our relationship at the expense of not doing life together. That is not how we want to do things. We have an agreement on what it is that our priorities are and what we want to be doing with our life. And ultimately our actions and the things that we're doing in our life should reflect what our goals are. So mm-hmm. we're like, all right, reset. Super we're start, starting over again. Oh, yeah, yeah. About, and there wasn't even anything necessarily from the outside too. You probably wouldn't have known. And from even our perspective, it's not anything crazy bad happened, right. but we were not right. There was just- You could a, feel it. You knew it in your soul. Like this right. is yeah. And that- those small little cracks can lead to so much more. And so nipping those things in the butt right away and reconnecting and joining back together and just reevaluating. It's like, what do we need to cut out? What do we need to change to make sure that we are on track? Yeah. So what do you feel like, if you're comfortable sharing, what do you feel like were some of the things that you were like, this is what we have restored. This is what we've brought back. This is maybe a new thing that we've brought in that's just been really successful for our relationship. Yeah, that's a good question. I'd say that the predominant symptom of when we were kind of going through our our rocky phases was that it was mostly mindset related, Mm -hmm. right? So my mindset was not on Ash and the mindset of like, and us, it was on me and mine. And Ash was doing kind of the same thing was like, her focus wasn't necessarily on us, it was on her and hers yeah. kind of thing. So, and us both saying, hey, like, we're going to agree now to kind of shift our mindset back into like us again, it shifted then ultimately had a reflection in our actions. So for example, like instead of me waking up and then going and doing my own work thing, it was like, Hey, what are the things that I can do today to make sure that Ash feels filled up by Mm -hmm. me? So I'm going to pour into her. I always go back to this metaphor or analogy or whatever of Ash and I are a single organism, right? The Bible says that the two shall become one. So we're a single organism and it's my responsibility to handle aspects of her part of the organism that she can't handle and fill up on her own, right? Like I have to feed into her and vice versa. She needs to feed into me. There's areas that I need her to feed into for me to then be the best version of my side of the organism. So it just became a matter of like, all right, what do I have to be doing on a daily basis to ensure that she's filled up and she's taken care of? I really put an emphasis on my side of fulfilling what God really has called me to do as a husband, which is to love and to serve and to sacrifice. So when I feel fit back into that role of like, Hey, it's my job to be last in our house, to put her before myself, to stop thinking about again, my career or the things that I'm worried about instead starting to think about her and the things that she needs me to fill up. And then obviously like vice versa, she started to reduce the amount of mental energy she was putting into some of the work stuff. And consequently, we also said, Hey, it worked out really good timing wise, because we came to a lot of these realizations as the end was getting completed and I was ramped way back up at work. So, I mean, like full disclosure, there are times when you have to kind of harder things happen and then Yes, absolutely. You know, seasons, like there are seasons yeah. where those, those mm-hmm. harder things kind of happen. We just recognized that season wasn't necessarily a healthy one. We didn't do everything correct that season. And we said, hey, now we're moving out of this. We need to make the necessary mm-hmm. corrections. 
And then also ensure that we're not putting ourselves into scenarios in the future that put us back into things that are going to be somewhat similar to that, yeah. right? So yeah, one of the things too, like I remember is that we were in our own lanes, like working for ourselves and not even connecting or sharing those things. I remember like I'd finish and you'd like ask me a question about something and it would just irritate me because I'm like, this is my thing. And I've already worked through all of it. Like, don't just, yeah, go back over there, go back to Netflix. I need to turn of. my brain off first. Like, I don't yeah, want to, yeah. yeah. Or like, you just don't understand because I've been working it all day and you haven't. So don't come into this because it's like, I've, I got it all figured out. Yeah. Totally not okay. And totally wrong. Of course, too, because he's just trying to like connect with me. And we just kind of did this like while we were working on it. And we realized that yeah, that's just not how we want to live our lives. Like yeah. we can do things separate, but we can do them together at the same time. Like we can still yeah. connect over them. And so going into the next project, us buying this new property for our store, we've been talking about a lot and just praying about it and being really intentional about like, what are our priorities? Why are we doing this? And how can we do this well, like together? So Dino still has his job. I'll be focusing on this, but we are going to just be more aware of our time and what our attention is going to and that success and having it explode and killing ourselves to get there is not the goal. This is the goal. Our yeah. family is the yeah. goal. Us being obedient to God is the goal. And then the rest will, we of course are grinders. We work hard and that all just come, you know, God's given us like the ability to grind and to do well, but we have to just find that balance in there of what that looks like within a healthy marriage and healthy relationship. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that I like keep coming back to in my head, like just listening to y'all talk about this is the amount of times that people are living in that and they don't recognize it or yeah. one person recognizes it and the other person doesn't care and how important it is to just take a second. Like, I love that Ashley, your job is Instagram. You're a part of your job is like social media, doing things on Instagram. It's how you've built a lot of things for yourself. So for you to say, I'm turning that off for a month and a half is a long time. That's yeah. a long time to just say like, I'm setting this down, but how valuable it was for you to set it down. Right. And just yeah. say like, this is way more important for me to reprioritize and to figure that out. I did that for myself in July and it was like the greatest thing ever just to set it down. Just get still. It's okay. If something That's doesn't work in that time frame. it's okay. If you don't make as much or you don't do as much reprioritizing eternally, this is who you've chosen to do life with. And you will see them in glory. Like the, all of those things are what is actually important. And so taking that time, and I would be curious about this question. This is just kind of popping in my head, but what would you say to someone who maybe recognizes it in their marriage, but their spouse doesn't? What would you encourage them to do? Yeah, I mean, Ash and I have been in, on different pages a number of times, mm -hmm. right, in our marriage. I'd say early on, the biggest one was Ash made some very, or God kind of like pulled on her and put some stuff on her heart to be like, hey, there's going to be a shift in her before it was a major shift in me. And the way that Ash kind of responded, and I, sh I don't want to speak for you, so you can jump in, but the way that she responded with me was, I'm going to stop doing these things because she was mothering me and she she was yeah. nagging and things like that. And I was acting like a child because I, I mean, I was a child. I was 25, <laughs> but there was a big shift for her and, and she made a, some decisions and decided to lay her life down and sacrifice aspects of her life to the ways that God wanted her to be doing it. And I wasn't on the same page yet. And Ash was just, I'm going to fulfill my role in it. 
and I'm going to pray for you and that God's going to make a change in me. Mm-hmm. And ultimately for me, it really caused me to have a major shift in, wow, now the pressure's really on. The pressure's really on now at this point because it's like, she's not going to nag me anymore. And she's not going to try and like pull on me anymore. That requires now, she's basically like, are you going to step up? I'm going to stop. And it's your choice to either do this or not do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God put it on my heart to, wow, this is like a really good opportunity now where Ash isn't going to be pulling on me and I can show her that I can act like a man mm-hmm. without her, her poking at me to do mm-hmm. it. And I started to have that shift. I mean, there's also been times in our marriage when I've been wanting something from her, but I, God hasn't necessarily like put it on her heart yet. And God just said, Hey, you need to just serve and pray. So that's constantly been the thing, the themes that I feel like have been in our marriage, yeah. serve, fulfill your role that God's has for you. For me, it's again, being sacrificial, laying down my life putting her and everybody else in the family before myself, that servant leader kind of thing, but also not pulling on her, Mm -hmm. allowing God to work in her and just praying that God will work in her. That's generally been my- Yeah, neither one of us are mousy people. We definitely speak when we have a thought and we communicate, but we have found that yes, it's not our job to change our spouses. We communicate the things that we want to communicate. And if I have a desire for something or something's on my heart, or I want something from Dina or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. we communicate those things. But after that, it's really just, and it's such a release of pressure on us because I don't want to be Dino's mom and I don't want to change him. God's like, get out of the way and let me do it. And it's thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of take that off of ourselves and be just praying constantly. And that's, been huge on my heart lately is that for marriages, for all of our marriages, for ourselves and everybody around us is just how important it is to pray for our marriages and for our spouses. Because yeah, the devil is on the prowl right now and Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. So just, yeah, being super prayerful inside of our marriages Mm -hmm. together and separate. Yeah. It's so important. And you're right. The enemy is on the prowl. I think the first, there was about a few years ago, Cody and I were, I think we talked about this in our last podcast. Within a week, there were five of our friends that all Mm. said that they were getting divorced. And to a point where I came home one day and I told him about the next person and he looked at me and was, okay, are we okay? Mm -hmm. Almost like it felt like it was in the air. Yeah. You know, where it was like, what is going on? But you think about those moments of, or those seasons where things are, you're living parallel, you're doing your own thing and you're living together and you still love each other. But then all of a sudden you don't stop and notice, you don't Mm -hmm. stop and recognize and say, we may need to kind of regroup here. We're good. I love you. I'm not going anywhere, but we need to regroup here because those seasons can slowly turn into living with a stranger. It can slowly turn into no communication or whatever. So I love your hearts in that. And it's so biblical too. I was thinking, I cannot quote the scripture, but there's a part of scripture that talks about if you're living unequally yoked, Mm -hmm. live your life for the Lord. And eventually it will, the Lord will do his work in the other. I don't know where that is. So don't quote me on it. (laughs) But I am thinking of scripture. I just feel like y'all have been living that out. So my next question, kind of veering out of marriage a little bit, Tell me a little bit about the Fox Mercantile and how you started this and when it was put on your heart and what's coming with that. Oh man, when was that put on? I don't even, it's all just kind of a blur right now. It feels like one thing just goes right. I know. 
like, you'll tend to do things that way. And that is so awesome for you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It was, so I've been on social media on Instagram for six years now, I think. And the first few years I didn't monetize off of it at all. And then it turned into, okay, if I'm going to be on here as much and I'm writing vlogs and I'm giving all these things and it's totally fine to do that and not make any money out of it. But for us, I just was, if I'm already sharing this, I am going to make money off of it. I have to do this if I'm, it's going to take this much time from our family. And I used to feel guilty about it. And then I was like, no, this can be my job. Like God's giving me these gifts and I can do this and not feel bad about it. So anyways, done that for the last few years. And just as time's gone on, it's you know what? I have this amazing community and I know what I love. I'm always sharing and to love what you have and to love your homes. And I just was really excited to finally give something of my own and not share somebody else's product or share somebody else's something with somebody kind of telling me what to say or hit these key points. So that was really like the birth of it. I mean, the joie in was really the beginning of that because I was like, look how amazing this is to do this in. I picked everything in it. It was all the things that I love. Then we made the website all on our own, no Airbnb. And then we've had people book it. I love being able to own this and it not be a part of Instagram because as years have gone on, Instagram's changed so, so much. And it feels like it controls what you say, what time you share, what you're sharing and who you're sharing it to. And so it just kind of felt good to like take it back a little bit. So yeah, we have a little girl, our fourth child. I had to count in my head. Fourth, yes. Her name's Foxy. And I was like, let's start a shop. We'll just start it online. And how amazing would it be to like have a brick and mortar one day? But of course, I'm like dreaming all these things. And Dino's like, slow down, slow down. Let's yeah. <laughs> do online at first. I think it started when we were doing, a, I could be off, but we had a block party for when the inn opened. Oh, yeah. And when we were doing that, we had a little stand where we were selling like little merch, little stuff, you know, it's like drawing keychains and hats and things like that, or pre-order our book and things like that. And I was like, man, this is, Ash is just like so in love with it. And she's always talked about how like when she was a kid, she would love playing like cash register. Kind well, my of mom bought me a cash register <laughs> at a garage sale and I would have my mom and dad shop my room, but it was all stuff that they bought for me. <laughs> right, obviously. Yeah, I was like, I'm buying this again? Okay, oh, what's happening here? <laughs> I've loved that. And I, honestly, out of all the things that I've done, this, I find just the most joy in it. I just love it so, so much. Mm-hmm. I love being able to have a store filled with things that I love. I truly handpick everything out. And then also at a price point. And that was really important to me when I was buying everything is that it's at a price point where everybody feels like they can grab something, you know, it's quality, but it's not unattainable because there's a lot of big designers out there on Instagram that have started shops and I love everything. And I'm like, I am not buying a $400 pillow, you know? So (laughs) to be able to like, it's like, how can I do this and make this attainable? And that's how I've been with everything that I've shared. How can I share this and make it attainable? Like, yes, you can paint a wall. Anybody can do this. Let's do this. I'll show you how. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really fun way for me to like combine the design aspects and then also bring a little bit of joy by these little things that are kind of fun around the house and to people's lives. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love it. And you have purchased or about to purchase a property to yes. renovate. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Just purchased a property. We're in the middle of closing. We have until October 31st and um, we are going to renovate this bad boy and 
I think we both, when talking about having a store or doing this, we both had this idea of making it more than that, having it be a place people can gather, not just like a shop. It's a coffee shop, champagne bar, or a bookstore, whatever it is, all in one spot where families can come and hang out and they can be more of a gathering place, not just a store. And so we've been praying about this for, and trying to get properties, having money on hand, putting in offers and then falling through. And it's been like, I don't even know. A while. A while. And nothing's happened. And we're like, okay, God, we're just waiting. Well, we kept praying every time. It's like, we wouldn't say, hey, God, like, please let this happen. No, we're like, please shut the door. This is scary. We've never done anything like this. We've done houses. We've done an inn. We've never done anything like this. So it's just really scary. So we're like, ah, yeah, just shut it. Shut it if you don't want it. Because we know we're scared. (laughs) Big deal. Um, Yeah. It is, but um, this one worked out and we're really, really excited about it. It is a hot mess, but it's going to be awesome. (laughs) I like, I was absorbing all of it. Like this is going to be, I am so interested to see what you're going to do with it. Like seeing that whole place, I was, what is she going to do with this place? (laughs) I think everyone's just excited to see it cleared out maybe I don't know it's filled with a bunch of stuff I think that was the big thing I'm like I can't even see the wall so I don't know I know when I went back the second time I was like I don't even know what the floors look like I don't even know what the ceiling looks like because you can't see it so I was like I really need to look at those things like you know what are the walls made out of you know I think it'll be real interesting to find out what what all we have in this place once yeah we don't even know what it looks like until they get all the stuff out which won't be until the very end oh my goodness by that time it'll be really late bounce so yeah oh man that's gonna be awesome I'm very excited to see what you're gonna do I mean just watching the process of the end and seeing what you chose for that and how you designed it was just, again, and your other houses, I'm like, everything is different every time you do it. I think that's what's so fascinating about how you design things is that you don't always just stick to the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you take risks with your design, you try things. The best part is to watch you do things and you're like, this is awful. I'm not like watching you do just a little that window. I was like, how did she figure out how to do that? <laughs> I would have thrown in the towel quickly. So yeah. just sometimes you just got to step away for a few days and regroup. And then another idea comes up. And it's like, okay, I can do this. Let your brain think yes. a second and take a little rest. Well, y'all, this has been awesome. I want to just ask one final question and then we'll wrap things up. And this is just like a fun question. Tell me three things that y'all are just really loving and enjoying right now three things that we're loving and enjoying right now. So the one that I'm enjoying the most right now, and I'm, it's insanely intentional as Fox. We had our first three when I was, again, still a child, right? Like I was 25 with Gabe and 27, 29 or something like that. And then, so with those kids, it was all just like, I was still extremely selfish. I still am by nature, but now at least I know that I'm selfish. So uh, yeah, yeah, I I would say I agree. Same. Yeah. So with Fox, it's just a matter of like, I know that I really just want to enjoy as much time as we can with her. And I've just been a lot more intentional and enjoying every Mm -hmm. little aspect of it. Like I get to do like bath time in in the evenings with her and Mm -hmm. just making sure that the priorities of like trying to crush our businesses and life and all the other things are those are so like 
that they're not even like items one, two, three, or five on the list. Mm -hmm. They're like so far down the list. They get a lot of our attention and, and, and time, but actually I have a much higher priority list than, than those things. And <clears throat> right now, like family and our relationship and the ministry stuff that we're involved with is like way higher on mm -hmm. those, that list. But right now the years that we get with box in this like early phase is definitely not something I want to look back and re with any kind of regret. So box right now is probably my, yeah. And, and the other kids, obviously, but Oh, those other children. You've seen, yeah, the other ones. You've seen that your other kids, they grow up. Yeah. Like you actually got to, like, you saw that. And then you have another baby and you're like, this actually is fleeting. Like this yeah. is going to go yeah. by so fast. Really yeah. cherish everything. Yeah. Mine, I'll just kind of spit off quickly. Oh, okay. But yes, I was going to say, I'm really loving the big kids right now and yeah. Foxy too, yeah. but they're at such a sweet age. I love seeing the men and women they're growing into yeah. and just their character and personalities. And I am like, I want more of it. Like I want more of them. So I'm loving that. I'm loving what our church is doing and being a part of our church right yeah. now. It's like so yeah. amazing to Very like- fulfilling. Yeah, be a part of our church. And then I'm really loving our home right now. It's mm. like we moved into this house and this was the first house that was like m more done than other houses. So odd, it's weird because it, it just has never felt like us because it's done and you feel bad ripping things out and redoing it. Mm -hmm. but it's somebody else's decisions. All of our other houses have been dumps and you're like, get this out of here. Let's. Yeah. So yeah. they quickly become ours. And so slowly we've been doing stuff and just, I feel like the last few weeks and month, we've both just felt so cozy and felt really at home here. So I've been loving that. I love it. Well, y'all, thank you so much for just talking to me and sharing your hearts. You. It's just always so fun to hear from y'all. So yes. I appreciate love you. Yeah, we love y'all so much. Hope to see you again soon. Thank yes, you for sure. a few weeks ago. Yeah, I appreciate you. it. But I'm proud of y'all. And I'm thrilled to see what the Lord is going to do next for you. So thank you. Yeah, thank y'all. It is my honor to have you here in this space, listening and being encouraged right alongside me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and share it with a friend. Each little ounce of encouragement and sharing does more than you know. If you want to follow along on social media, you can find me on Instagram at at Laura underscore Jean underscore Bell. You can join my Facebook community group, Laura Bell Writes. That is W-R-I-T-E-S, Laura Bell Writes. Or you can hop over to my website, laurabell.co. This year is the year I am writing and finishing my first ever published book, You Can Always Come Home. I hope you will join me on social media to be a part of that journey as well. Thank you for being here, friends. Let's keep laughing at the days to come.